What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our training. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. Greetings, salutations, welcome listeners. You've tuned that dial to Two Bulls in a China Shop. I'm Dan, here with Kyle. How you doing, Dan? I'm fucking doing all right. <laughs> Nursing yeah, some wounds. Week, huh? <laughs> great week, great week. Uh, uh, com- coming off some, some big movers. Uh, we want to start off the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us. We encourage you to do that. Our email, uh, you can email suggestions at uh, financialineptitude.com or, or you can email uh, teamanept at financialineptitude.com. Check out our website, financialineptitude.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, uh, financialinept1. Uh, we, we love it when you like and share and comment and all that stuff. Uh, we, we love it to death. I also like to throw out there to uh, Veterans Day was this past week. Uh, just a quick shout out to anybody who served. Uh, uh, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Um, not many people understand that sacrifice that these guys make. So I want to let you guys know that we all appreciate it here. I feel personally doubly appreciative because I do understand the sacrifice and I chose not to do it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, from me especially, uh, <laughs> as the coward you're protecting, <laughs> I'm extremely grateful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Let's uh, let's start off the episode talking about uh, bet results. Before we move on, uh, we'll do news and stocks and options, all that fun stuff. But uh, 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 well. I was really excited about, because uh, I couldn't remember what yours was, but uh, I picked uh, Cresco Labs, and uh, I think it opened at 8.15, went up to 8.6, so, you know, 5% gain. Um, I was happy with that. I was like, oh, okay, positive. Probably did all yeah. right. Yeah, did good. Uh, then, I, then we figured out you did Fetch. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, FTCH, yes. Far, Farfetch Limited, they're an online luxury retailer. They uh, they opened on Monday at thirty seven seventy nine and they closed on Friday at forty five sixty seven. So I'd say round one went to you. All right, woo! So I just got to do that every <laughs> every week and uh, I can retire, right? Uh yeah, right. Seventeen <laughs> percent gains every week. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, it always feels good to to pick a stock that uh, shows a lot of positive action. Um, right. <laughs> uh, uh, 
we, we should uh, definitely have an annual prize uh, uh, when we add up all the percentages and uh, uh, we should buy each other a six pack of beer or something. I was, I was thinking about this, like what the consequences could be. And I was thinking we can make like a loser stamp and put it up on the website under the, uh, the about author and just stamp over their picture <laughs> and then just have that change every week. Every, based on e whoever wins. Every, every. <laughs> oh, that does sound fun. That does sound fun. Uh, so Kyle, what, uh, what news has been uh, on your mind regarding the market um, this week? I would start out with uh, Alibaba uh, being one of those stocks that dropped from our uh, Friday Pick'em this last uh, edition. Yeah. Um, the news that's coming out now after they had tanked their uh, uh, Ant IPO, which we had already discussed, uh, uh, apparently they pissed off China enough that they're looking to put together some regulations to really limit the big three there. And that's uh, Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent. Mm. So China is looking to do something to make it uh, better for um, the smaller companies there yeah. to try to compete. So like uh, limiting uh, Alibaba's ability to have like exclusive distribution rights with uh, the companies that, that sell their products on their website. It's going to um, really hurt them. Th things like that. Yeah. So uh, that's probably going to limit their upside if that happens. Uh, I still like the stock. I still own it. I'm not looking to sell it anytime soon. That's one of those ones that I'll probably, uh, when I get ready to retire, get rid of. Um, but in the near-term future, it's not really looking all that great for them. They really, uh, Jack Ma really put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not let's not forget that uh, China's a whole different game. And no matter how successful your company is, if if you thumb your nose at the institution the institution has a lot more claws and teeth than <laughs> yeah just because you're a billionaire over here. doesn't mean you can go on uh on a news uh <laughs> interview and start criticizing your totalitarian government that typically doesn't work out for the individual <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> good on you jack ma yeah i mean you're trying right right uh, even if he, even if he's a hundred percent, well, more so if he's a hundred percent correct, they're going to, they're going to fight back harder if it's an accurate criticism. Well, the, the real question is, um, are those regulations actually going to be an improvement for China's, um, you know, future? Uh, anytime you're getting more competition, I think is good for just in general. So, I mean, it could be a good thing, even though in the short term, it's going to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the big thing that I've been watching is kind of a, a macro market thing, uh, is, is I still have my eye on the rising virus cases and we had both, mm -hmm. both the fed chair Powell and the, uh, the New York president of the fed there, the, the federal reserve of New York, uh, John Williams, uh, both have come out this week to sound warnings on, uh, uh, the virus and how they expect it to be hurting economic growth, even though by all accounts, uh, uh, we're back in, in full right. bull mode. Um, they, they, they are sounding that warning. Uh, so I, as always, you know, you know, uh, I started to think of it like, uh, my grandmother was a bear, so I'm one quarter bear. Uh, uh <laughs> I've got my eye towards, okay, we could have another February, March where all of a sudden places are, are locking down. Money's not getting spent. Nobody's working, 
and uh, and and things could could take a drop. Uh, but the but because I'm three quarters bull, I look at that as the opportunity. It is. If you got yes. your stop losses, you get out, you let it crash, let it settle, starts to move back up, turns back into that bull zone. You you just move right back in full tilt, and uh, you will you'll get all those gains from the rebound. Yes. Because the market... I agree with you 100% on that. Market wants to get back to where it was as fast as it can, and, and, and it will. Every, every dip is a buying opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the only really news thing that, uh, that, that I've had my eye on because it's a big market mover. Uh, we already seen it happen once, and I do think it can happen again. Uh, it's already happening it's all over Europe. I think it's definitely possible, but hasn't Biden come out? Uh, I saw something this last weekend that uh, he was saying he did not want to shut the country down or was rejecting the notion of doing like another shutdown. No, it's 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 true. He did say that. And of course, Trump is is still president January 20th, no matter what happens, uh, uh, right. doesn't want to do it. But it governors may start doing it. Yeah, I think here in Illinois, where I live, they actually are trying to do that. I think our mayor in Peoria uh, County uh, said uh, we're not going to, but I don't know how much longer you can hold out. So, yeah, I'm definitely starting to see some of that, uh, at least out here in the Midwest. Um, and, and you know, it just takes enough states to do uh, their own individual lockdowns and versions of it where, mm -hmm. boom, uh, nobody's working again and... Everybody's still trying to, you know, on the bottom is still trying to recover from the first time. Uh, a lot of, a lot right. of, a lot of companies are are holding on for their dear life. Like AMD, or sorry, AMC movie theaters. Uh, we we going down another lockdown. I think they're done. Right. I think they're yeah, done. Cruise at, lines or oh, airline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Uh, though something to feel good about. Uh, uh, some recent. Uh, studies have shown that even just the cloth mask does protect both ways from the droplets with the virus. They had a, they recently pointed to a, a, a airplane flight that had a, like they were tracing and it had a positive virus person on there, but everybody on the plane had their masks on and nobody caught it from this person who was positive. So, hmm. uh, uh, Moving forward in the in, in just in terms of, of lockdowns, uh, even if it's not locked down, like we are we are seeing like we can have normalcy with masks uh, uh, and and feel okay about it. Um, Let's also not forget that Pfizer just released their results too about the, the vaccine vac being ninety percent. Ninety percent, it's coming. Uh, that's coming, but that's I probably coming by the end of the year. I think short term we could see some lockdowns. We should we could see some hurt. I hope it doesn't happen, yeah. but, uh, but at the same time, I'm, I feel like a wolf eyeing a sheep, like, oh, <laughs> if, if the market drops out, then I'm going to move in and, and for an easy kill. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Neo? Should we talk about that one? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I don't have any more news. I'm ready to move on to stocks, and in stocks is when I really want well, to dig into Neo. this is kind of news, but I guess it could lead right into that, because uh, I think you've got some stock uh, trades to talk about with them, but uh, the short seller report that just came out, yes, okay, uh, that yeah. ended up tanking it on Friday, if you want to start there. 
Okay, so the, yeah, so this is news transitioning into stocks uh, uh, because it, yeah, this Citron was it Citron? I think so. Um, is the name of this uh, uh, investment company blog really uh, that releases uh, short seller reports and recommendations? Well, I guess they recommend both ways because they did recommend Neo when it was around four dollars a share. Uh, Mm -hmm. They released a report that they think that Neo is extremely, extremely overvalued, and that their sales are nothing. And I did. I don't know if they accused of fraud. I don't know the details. I didn't read the report. They're, but they're famous for accusing companies of, of fraud and uh, inaccurate reporting. They did the same thing they did to Neo to Tesla back in 2016. Yes. But the, the interesting thing that I was uh, reading about uh, leading up to this whole thing was the timing of that report just happened to coincide when there was a ton of uh, open interest on a lot of calls that once that report came out suddenly became worthless. And thinking that also uh, contributed to that uh, share price dropping as much as it did because once the institutions don't have to hold those shares to cover those calls that they've sold, uh, they just start dumping them. So. Yes. So between the the short seller report coming out and all these institutions dumping their shares for their hedges, uh, that just perfect storm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah. To to put it into context, Neo, a Chinese electric vehicle uh, manufacturer, similar compared to Tesla a lot. Uh, they released this short seller report, and it had been doing great. It was a, a owner pick'em list October thirtieth. At thirty-one thirty-nine a share, uh, the they 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 got all the way up to to fifty-four uh, in in pre-market trading, um, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the Citron report pushed it down to f around forty-one. Uh, the reaction from that report dropped it <laughs> thirteen bucks a share. <laughs> um, it's it's currently at uh, like forty-four and a half now. It's going to be interesting to see what it does next week is come Monday, Tuesday uh, to see if it starts spiking again as they, people look at it. If people are looking at it as a buying opportunity and they're still bullish on it because you and I both uh, checked out Wall Street bets this weekend. And, yes, uh, yes. And people are all <laughs> over it talking about Neo. <laughs> it, yeah, it's 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 the conversation uh, on on there. Uh, I did I did learn a few things reading through some of the comments on some of the the posts on Wall Street Bets. Uh, for, for well, uh, I already it, to start with, they've got earnings on Monday, so mm -hmm. uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I, I learned that uh, the Chinese government is really pushing the the neo brand uh, uh their brand of vehicles is doing the battery swap that tesla originally thought about where mm -hmm. um you buy the car without the battery and you rent the battery and whenever you need a new one you pull into the gas station like thing and it just swaps the battery in your car and you pay a subscription uh, for that and the chinese government so you don't said, have to worry about charging it you don't charge it yourself you just pull in it's it, it's like a, a a pit like an oil change pit kind of situation you pull right. in they drop the battery down from the bottom of your car and uh put a charged battery in and it takes like five ten minutes huh. uh, and then they charge in there so the chinese government is pushing that process they're like they i i followed a link to a news article 
Uh, it was basically like a Chinese government press release where they were like, see what Neo's doing? That's the future. That's what we want everybody to be doing. This is amazing. Look at this great company. And we know that uh, uh, in China, institutional money is, I think it's, it's less hidden because it's so tightly tied to the government. So I personally look at that as the same way I would look at American institutional money. A lot of people, I feel like, put a negative spin on that uh, when the Chinese government is putting money into one of their companies. But I say, wow, look at that company getting all that money and support. That's, that's clearly one that's going to succeed. Uh, so well, they could also be doing it in order just to get their government uh, officials on the board, too. Don't forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's a good thing or not, can't really say. But uh, speaking of the government, though, with Neo, uh, another thing to keep in mind too is that I mean the government is putting in a lot of orders uh, for for these vehicles. I think uh, can't remember which the city it was, but uh, right, uh, one of the ministries just put in like a large order for a bunch of their vehicles. And let's so not forget that Tesla. There was a point when people were laughing at them and they were only delivering 20,000 cars a year. Right. And I they don't think our government's <laughs> buying their cars. <laughs> right. And they didn't have the Chinese government pushing them to the billions of Chinese people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, anyway. Um, so to transition into stocks and what I did with NEO, which, you know, uh, I was so close to just making a killing. <laughs> uh, uh, listeners, I made a very bad rookie mistake. Uh, everything I had done up to the one mistake ended up being beautiful moves. I, you know, um, it was a pick 'em on ten thirty. I, you know, I picked them up when they when they were uh, thirty three dollars a share, uh, and and before that short sell report. Uh, after market, the day before, I sold out at uh, 51. Beautiful moves. I was, I was, and, it became, and I said to myself, uh, and I think I even texted you, I'm going to buy on the dip tomorrow. They had such a great day today. Uh, uh, I notice when it goes up too fast in a day, the next day is a rubber band, pulls it back down to earth. So tomorrow, I'll go in and I'll buy on that dip. It'll be great. And uh, I woke up in the morning to use the bathroom and did a big, made a big mistake. I looked at my phone. Uh, it was two hours until market started. And the price of Neo was at 54, 55. And in my head, I thought, it's not done going up. I don't want to miss out. And I bought in <laughs> and went back to bed. And I woke up and it was at 47, 48, 47. Oh. And uh, uh, I, you know, I couldn't, I don't have a day trading capable account. So uh, I was locked out of selling it. And so, so I watched it go all the way down to 41 and thought, well, now's when I should be buying. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. don't, please, listeners, don't panic buy on a price spike in pre-market. That is just Especially the dumbest move. pre-market. The dumbest move. Pre-market moves so much more because there's so much less volume. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, bad move. Um, so I eliminated some of those gains. I wiped them right out to, to remind myself that uh, uh, panic buying is never good and I should definitely not trade when I'm uh, groggily half asleep. Okay, so that was your terrible move that we can learn from. Let's uh, let's ease the pain and talk about our fetch moves. I think we both made the same moves here, although you might have been in fetch uh, before I was far fetch. Yes, I, I, uh, I got in a little earlier than you, but that's okay because uh, <laughs> there was plenty of time to get in through the week. This one was one of those, like, just everything went right. Uh, um, I was looking at options on it, and I'm actually really glad I didn't get them because uh, I actually would have lost money on them. Because the, the um, what do you call it, the expected price change, uh, like how much it would have had to move in order mm -hmm. to make money on it. Unless yeah. I would have sold them after hours like we did, uh, short sold them that way, um, wouldn't have made, uh, made enough in order to actually end at a profit. Now, and, and so I, and just I specifically to remind bought listeners. shares. Just to remind listeners, oh, they ahead. had they had an earnings call after the bell that yes. day. That's yes. So I had bought shares, uh, thinking that uh, I've seen it enough times to where like aftermarket, like sometimes the news will spike it, and then sometimes it'll fall back down uh, after like the call uh, notes are released and like the outlooks and everything are provided. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I wanted to stick with shares so that way I had the flexibility to trade them after hours and get out of there if I had to. Um, we were watching it. Uh, I think it peaked around 51. It pulled back a couple times along the way up there, but managed to set a uh, sell price. And after buying it around 43 and change, I was able to sell it at $50.80. And I think Ooh. you uh, made your sale right about the same point, too. Uh, yeah, 50-50. Which was just about the peak i mean we got just about the best price we could on those and for that, one day's work to to see a seven dollar <laughs> share price change felt really good yeah right it did it did feel good uh uh that was and then especially being able to me the the, the highlight is, is is being able to get out right towards that peak right so it had it mm -hmm. peaked peaked once and then like dropped below 50 and then uh, we watched it hit, going up towards that peak again and it was like okay this is struggling now's the time and it just worked and and that is one of the reasons I'm so glad I had it on that bet. <laughs> uh, I also bought in on Dolby right before their earnings. Uh, those are both of those were actually your pickums from last uh, week. Uh, Dolby, uh, same thing. Uh, if I would have went with the options, probably wouldn't have made any money. But buying the the stocks um, was able to actually turn a small profit on that one. Not nearly as much as Fetch, obviously, but yeah, uh, still bought in. At a, what? You know, a good earnings call gave me a nice little return on those. Uh, Dolby was was interesting because it wasn't a volatile mover. It was just like a like a turtle like just up another one two point percent oh next day mm -hmm. up up another one or two percent it just kept doing that uh uh so there's, yeah there's not a whole lot of volume on it i mean if you look at the, the bid ass spreads on it, it doesn't uh it doesn't seem like it really moves a whole lot it's kind of like ubiquity um they kind of move the same way although uh obviously ubiquity is a lot more volatile but but yeah i mean 
I kind of wish I was able to get uh, that $90 share price that somebody got because uh, in the aftermarket, I mean, there's hardly any trading going on on it. But somebody managed to sell their shares at $90 a share. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? You have anything else for stocks? I got one more I want to cover. Um, I I do not. That that was uh, that, that was just. I mean, we've talked about uh, Farfetch Ltd. and we've talked about uh, the Neo cars. Um, that, those those were those were it for me. Uh, the la last one I got is uh, TSM uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Materials. Yes. Uh, they're one of the big suppliers for AMD and Intel. Uh, they've been uh, hitting highs uh, and then kind of pulling back and then hitting highs. They don't really move a whole lot. Uh, but there's been a lot of uh, options activity on that one this past week, which is you know kind of interesting because, I mean, there's no earnings call coming up or anything. Um, I ended up buying some of the stock uh, right around 93 bucks a share uh, Friday, and it's hovering right about there right now. Yeah, but one of the reasons why that's catching my eye is we've talked before about how much trouble Intel is in with their uh, chip t uh, process technology. Mm -hmm. Like AMD is working on five nanometer technology, A uh, Intel still hasn't even finished their seven nanometer. So it, it's got me wondering if uh, Intel and TSM are, are working on some kind of deal or for TSM to start supplying them chip technology or something to help them catch up to AMD. Right. And I wonder that, if people are are buying ahead of that or buying options ahead of that, uh, you know, in the hopes that uh, something's going to be announced here soon. So, uh, there's nothing that uh, I've seen that, you know, tells me that that's happening. I've got no insider information, obviously. Uh, that's just kind of a gut feeling I got right now. So, it it would fix a lot of Intel's problems to buy Taiwan Semiconductor. It, it just makes too much sense not to not to happen so right i figured might as well throw a little bet on that uh i actually full disclosure bought some tsm myself <laughs> after, oh, our, oh, after, nice. after our conversations <laughs> about it uh i went semiconductors are up like as a sector i'm seeing that on my list uh i did ma i made a post you can check it out financial ineptitude uh let me plug it right now semiconductors have been up on my list uh, uh several of them many semiconductor companies mm -hmm. are hitting new 52-week highs uh uh so as an industry that like that's telling me that sector's hot uh so when you're like yeah. hey i think uh, taiwan semiconductor is gonna do good I go, hmm, a semiconductor company, eh? <laughs> yeah, and I looked at it and went, wow, yeah, this has actually recently been on my list uh, uh, a few times. And uh, well, I do agree that they're in a good position to, to be gobbled up by a bigger company. I don't necessarily think they're going to get bought out. I just think that there's going to be some kind of partnership. Yeah. Where maybe they start supplying some of their you know better chip technology to Intel. Uh, one of the other things that could be the reason why they're speculating on it, though, also is the um, um, restrictions against China. Um, people are trying to limit uh, chip technology being sold to or being purchased from Chinese companies. So that may be why uh, people are looking more towards uh, TSM being from Taiwan. That It feels safer. Maybe they're, you know, on stand to see a, a larger... Uh, market share because some of these other companies aren't able to deal with these Chinese companies, whereas they might be able to deal with them or or supply other people who can't get it from their normal suppliers. Mm. 
I see. Yeah, I, I think it's solid. Uh, uh, I think it's a solid bet. Um, and so I made it. I, I, I bought some shares. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all I got for stocks then. Well, then it's probably time for options. Cue the music. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to sold them. Know when to walk away. Those calls are done. You never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts, there'll be time enough for counting when the options exercise. <laughs> All right. Uh, I honestly, I'll, I would like to start off uh, because I don't have any options moves that I've made myself. Uh, I am mm -hmm. still, I'm still sitting on, on my uh, valueless uh, bear bets against the market. Uh, so unless it crashes this week, <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have to put fresh money in my options betting account. Uh, but I do uh, intend to, and uh, uh, I'm going to pursue a new strategy of trying to find companies that are under five, between one and five dollars a share that are at their all-time 52-week highs, uh, and try and 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 uh, pick pick a long-term winner and buy some options that are like six to twelve months out, and say this one I think could could go up big in you know could go up to. Ten, fifteen dollars a share in the next year. Right. Uh, uh, long, long shot, very high risk, high reward bets uh, that I love so much. It's not a good strategy for for uh, uh, the squeamish. It's 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 just throwing your money away most or of the time. Or in general. Or in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I'm not recommending listeners do it, but uh, keep listening. You'll get to hear how much money I lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's all I had to really say about options today. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a couple things to cover. Uh, uh, Boeing uh, has been one hell of a ride. Uh, that was one that I had purchased uh, you know, a few months ago. Uh, still have one call left basically after I sold out the other uh, the rest of that position for you know like a seven or eight dollar a contract profit. Yeah. Um, I watched that tank. It, you know, the value went from, you know, in the mid 20s down to like five dollars to spike up again after the uh, the vaccine news came out to thirty five dollars a contract back wow. down to 17 and just ended uh, Friday around 27. Wow. Uh, I've been watching this thing. Just one contract swing a thousand dollars in value uh, either direction, like week to week. I mean, it's been kind of nuts. Uh, That's. It That's expires incredible. next week. I don't think I'm going to make it to next week. I think as soon as I see that hit 30 again, I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if it hits 30 or if it hits 20, I think I might dump it. Um, I mean, the share price on that stock is around 175 to 180. I don't really feel like uh, tying up, you know, 18 grand and 100 <laughs> shares of that stock. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, going into margin because I don't have that in my balance after bleeding it all out with all the other options moves we've been making. <laughs> um, the, the other one I got the cover. Oh, I sold a Clorox one out for a nice little gain on that. I sold it around 13 when I bought it at 770. I still got one left of that to get rid of. Uh, Clorox went spiking back up again, but that's a January expiration date, so I figure I'll probably hold that until 
um, hoping that you know by January they announce the vex- yeah. uh, the virus is done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. They, yeah, they spiked on an earnings call because they had a huge earnings beat because people love bleach right now. <laughs> yes, and that's not going to last. Yeah, that, it, that's um, yeah, that's not a new normal. <laughs> Let's see, Saber was the other one I wanted to talk about. Um, they do. Uh, they do like travel stuff. Um, it's like a a company that you use to do like expense reports or book travel for like companies. Um, when all the airline stocks started jumping, that one started jumping too, and uh, that one had popped up on an alert uh, about a month before that. So I had bought uh, quite a few calls on that. I actually bought them in two uh, batches, which is kind of interesting. I bought it when the alert first came out at $0.85 cents a contract. Mm-hmm. And then the stock dropped, and I was able to buy another you know, uh, block at $0.35 cents a contract. So that's something that we've been kind of talking about, and patience has kind of been the theme of this, uh, this episode. Yes. But that's kind patience. of the moral of this story here. Is when you're following those big money plays, you don't have to jump in right away. Uh, wait a little bit. Like I could have bought Boeing at five dollars a contract instead of the thirteen seventy I ended up buying it at. I could have bought Clorox at like three thirty a contract instead of seven seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, these moves that they're they're not happening in the next couple days when you're buying contracts that are, you know, several months out. You can be a lot more selective, and you can sell them and buy them again. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. It's, wait. You- as you've shown with those Boeing contracts, if, if you had been, you know, s- selling high, buying low, you, two or three times you could have been cashing out. Yep. And then you can also just keep watching the open interest. And if you see that they've been exercised, then, okay, you know, it's time to get out. Um, yep. With those Sabre ones, though, the price did end up jumping on that again. Um, so I was able to sell out about, I think I sold 30% of my calls uh, to basically cover my initial purchases. Nice. Uh, that was about $2 a contract. So uh, waiting to see what it does for the rest of this week. But at least I shouldn't lose money. Right. That's the, that's that's playing options uh, right, in my opinion. If, if you're able to sell a fraction of your contracts to cover the initial purchase, like, boom, you're, yep. you're not losing anything. Um. The uh, there was a, a fetch option alert, a far fetch option alert. Um, I think I, I think I texted right. you about. Uh, it's a November twentieth, fifty five dollar call. That was the that's what actually got me to buy the stock because uh, I was looking at the price of those options and I didn't like it because you know, for a forty five dollar call, uh, it was over three bucks a contract. I'm thinking, oh shit, you know, it's got to be over 48 to, to be able to break even on this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why I ended up going the share route. But I was thinking, uh, based on its performance Friday, this option alert was a November 20th, so they have a week for for, for Farfetch to get from 46.65 uh, over 55. They, and they bought 1000 at uh, uh, $1.05. Mm-hmm. Uh, not uh, not a cheap bet. No, Ben, you should be able to get them uh, at a discount now that uh, you're not paying for the earnings uh, volatility. Right. So if you wanted to try to jump in on it on Monday, it might not be a bad move. 
you, you think it might hit 55 or it might get close? I don't know about 55, but I was actually contemplating whether or not to buy more shares again after the pullback. Uh, no, that's my intention. On uh, uh, I didn't do it on Friday because I have my eyes on other stuff, but uh, Monday um, I expect to pick up a, 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 some shares for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Oh, oh, <laughs> but now I'm wondering uh, what... Wow. Okay. So, in, at least in Robinhood, the options expiring November twentieth for for Fetch, uh, the fifty five dollar calls they're currently trading at nineteen cents. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to hit fifty five. But yeah. who knows? It it needs to go up twenty percent to break even. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't buy those calls. But I would buy but the I wouldn't stock. Be, I wouldn't be surprised to see it hitting 50 again, though. Neither would I. In fact, that is my expectation. Uh, because, And this is one of those stocks. Uh, as lockdown increases, its value increases because they're a luxury online retailer. And that's all mm -hmm. you know, people will be able to shop is online. And they're offering you know, those delivery on luxury products, which is very popular when people are just sitting on their couch drinking wine and ordering stuff off the internet. As long as they have money. Right. I think if uh, well, that's another stimulus it. actually gets announced, then that's when you're going to see a jump. Well, no, that's just it. It's Farfetch is luxury. So this is, yeah. this is stuff with they sell to people who have enough money to make it through the pandemic, even without a job. Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, any any other options stuff? No, I think that's uh, that about covers my week. If you want to give us some Clint Eastwood. <laughs> right. Uh, the good right. the good for me was definitely that uh, the fetch earnings jump we managed to sell. Uh, on the on the rip, as they as they say in Wall Street parlance. Yeah, that that felt great. I had that on my uh, list to submit. Uh, I also had your pickums from last week. I thought uh, I think you had Dolby and Fetch as your your picks last week. Uh, I mean that was just spectacular. Uh, but well, since that we you. both uh, made some good money on Fetch, yes, uh, I'm good with calling that one. Yeah, right. If we keep doing that, then people will have to. Stop doing the opposite of what we say. <laughs> yeah, let's do it more than once first. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I'm just saying it feels really off-brand for us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, what do you got for the bad? Uh, uh, my S&P puts. The, uh, the market did really well this week, and they didn't move at all. Uh, they, they, they are at three cents. And since it's Robin Hood, uh, you can only sell in five dollar increments, so they oh, are no. now now w worthless uh, and staying Ugh. staying worthless. <laughs> so for well, me, that's one that's the lockdown bad. announcement. Though one lockdown announcement can make that uh, well, worth a lot of money. They expire Friday, so um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the, the market are does this you. week. They are very against me, so it's it's pretty bad. I've got my pick from last week to submit for consideration. Um, B-I-I-B. Um, 
Yeah, that one uh, didn't even make it to Monday pre-trading. <laughs> uh, it had Ouch. jumped up uh, because of that. Uh, uh, the news um, on God damn it, what was that group? The FDA. The FDA notes um, being very favorable for their Alzheimer treatment. Uh, apparently, uh, before Monday morning. Um, the FDA came out and said, uh, no, it's not that good. We're not uh, giving them approvals yet. And right. yeah, that stock just pretty much tanked. Kaboom. But on, on the good side of it is, though, if you waited till Monday to buy it, then you're probably pretty happy because it did uh, rebound kind of nicely. So, Well, and let's not but forget... Having- Let's not forget that it doesn't mean they won't ever get to release this drug that made it go up so fast so far. Right. It's just not here That's yet. Good point. Yes, but yeah, I mean, if you would, if you were following that pick'em uh, on Friday, <laughs> you're probably cursing us. And ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's probably going to go on the wall of shame once we uh, get that. Uh, uh, post up and running <laughs> and and i actually feel really bad because i had uh i was looking at it just percentages uh, uh on the chart and i was like wow look where it spiked if you had a 15 percent trailing stop loss you made like 20 25 percent and i sent you a text i was like great column biib <laughs> and and yeah. uh, uh it, it, it i didn't realize that it spiked in pre-market and dived in pre-market so you would not have had a stop loss to protect you from that precipitous drop nope. it would have uh, blown so... <laughs> right through it and yeah you'd have been so <laughs> so i just want to apologize uh, on the program uh, for that seemingly sarcastic uh, asshole text <laughs> <laughs> I, I i thought you maybe were just misremembering when it went on the list because if it would have uh it would have went out friday after close then by the time you would have bought it it would have been monday morning and you would have been pretty happy okay all right fair enough i I thought i thought maybe you just misremembered that (laughs) i didn't take too much no i was just looking at pure percentage i was like yeah if you did a 15 percent stop loss you would have made a ton of money (laughs) all right um the ugly i think i know where you're gonna go on this one Yes. Oh, selling Neo to buy the dip and then panic buying on the spike. Woo! The opposite of Oof. what I, uh, uh, what my logical brain told me to do. But uh, like I said, the opposite of your plan too. Opposite of my plan, my my lizard brain did the trading, and that's very bad. This is why I don't gamble when I'm drinking anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, don't trade stocks when you're sleepy or you're stoned or you're drunk. Like, don't do it. It's you, you won't you, you're not following your plan. You're following your drunken intuition, which is crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, I lost a good uh, solid right now. I still think it's like 15, 16 percent of value in that trade. Yep. Yeah, it hurt. Pretty much lost all those fetch earnings. It, it, right. Well, from I also had made Neo pro, profit on Neo. So between the two, I'm still up for the week. But watching it right. be so high and then go lower, like was demoralizing. Also, oh, yeah. uh, my pick DNLY Denali Therapeutics. Uh, the moment I put it on the pickem, uh, it just dropped uh, like ten percent. <laughs> it just. <like, laughs> It happens. Yeah. 
Uh, I was going to submit, I don't think it's going to win. I think your panic buy is going to have to take this one, but, uh, I was going to submit my bed, bath and beyond call, not selling that when it was over $10 a contract. Uh, it doesn't expire until December. It's still in the money, but I mean, it's lost half its value since, uh, basically the election. Ooh. That was one of those ones where let's keep holding it and see how high it'll go. Uh, well, I think it's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got to track how high it went. I mean, and I'm still good on that one. I mean, I, I sold out everything else I had at a 50% gain. I was just holding the one just kind of as a keep my toes in the water. Yep. So it can't be too upset about that. Yeah, the water's getting cold. You got to get that toe out before it freezes. Well, yeah, and then because of the way I'm doing my trade log and just checking realized gains, I mean, that was one of the ones I was counting on to carry me through my November 20th call expirations that are coming up. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, next week's going to be a rough one for my portfolio because I got a bunch of bets that didn't go my way. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. All right, well, speaking of bets. Ah. Are we ready to wrap it up with our, our bets for uh, for this next week? Yes. Uh, let's see. You won last week. Why don't you go first? All right. This week, I am placing my chips on Microchip Technology Incorporated. They are uh, MCHP on the NASDAQ exchange. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, on my on my lists that I watch, semiconductors, wrote an article, check it out on financialineptitude.com. Uh, semiconductors, there are several companies that are hitting all 52-week highs. Uh, as a sector, it's really hot. And uh, this mm -hmm. is one, this is a company that's been on the list uh, maybe six, seven days in a row. Uh, and and I've, uh, they're, they're, I'm trying a new thing on, uh, I'm, I'm checking out the Ameritrade uh, <laughs> ranking uh, because, uh, and we, we were talking before the show, is like, I don't know what I'm going to bet on because there's so many semiconductor companies that are looking good to me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I decided I'd narrow it down and be like, all right, I'll pick, I'll see what, how good the Ameritrade score is for companies that are on my lists. So I picked the one with the highest rating. I'll be honest to you listeners. I just picked the one with the highest Ameritrade rating because there were too many good ones. Uh, uh, I, I could have researched a good ETF, but when I was going through them, none of them had uh, a, a good mix of companies that I liked, but uh, I, I imagine, and I'm betting on this company through this next week is gonna is gonna have some really solid gains. MCHP. All right, let's book it. MCHP. All right, I have narrowed my list down to three. I think I got the one that I want to go with. I uh, started thinking about TSM after we were talking about them earlier. Taiwan Semiconductors. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I'm bullish on it. Is it going to go and jump next week? I ah, can't really say. Uh, Bloom Energy is another one that we talked about. Uh, I just purchased uh, some shares of that on uh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, a company that uh, has uh, alternative uh, energy, basically. So they make fuel cells that can use either natural gas, hydrogen, or other materials. Uh, they have uh, power plants in Los Angeles that are using their technology. Um, bullish on them with the Biden election. Uh, I think that uh, anything that's alternative energy is going to be seeing a boost oh, yeah. uh, once he actually takes office, especially oh, yeah. if he starts rolling back some of the, 
the moves that Trump made, uh, like putting us back in the Paris Accord. But is that going to be next week? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's yeah. on a little bit of a run. <laughs> so it I'll might... finally settle down with with this one. I'm going with Sonos. Sonos. Um, it was part of the one that showed up when Saber uh, popped up on my options alerts. Um, they have their earnings coming up on the 18th. Uh, they've been up and down, but they've been steadily tracking up this week. Um, I've got a bunch of calls on that one. I think that's the one where I'm going to, I'm going to throw my money on since it's already there. So no. And they've, uh, they've been on my list a few times. Mm hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, in fact, uh, uh, fairly recently, they just popped up again. Like they were back, they were on this summer, and then they popped back up again. Um, Not really. Yeah, the, the, between the uh, the options alert, the earnings report coming out, uh, being one of those sectors, uh, I think they're similar to Dolby. As far as like being, uh, they're an audio company, right? Don't they make like headphones and speakers and stuff? Uh, Sonos, yeah, household durables. All right, yeah, that's. Uh, they're probably, I think people are betting on them having a pretty strong earnings coming out. Uh, the call options that people were buying uh, last month uh, expire in December, but uh, it's a $17.50. The price is trading just below 17 now. So, um, so I, guess, uh, I guess Sonos does uh, high-definition sound streaming. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think i got a buddy who has uh, one of their Bluetooth speakers that sounds really nice, actually. So they make good products too. It's another well, plus. Well, all right. We'll stay tuned. Come back. Uh, join us again next week. Find out to one round two. And uh, uh, as always, we'd love it if you reached out at suggestions at financialineptitude.com or teamanept at financialineptitude.com. Uh, like, share, and comment on the. the, the well, we got Twitter. We we we're on. Uh, uh, you can share anything on, on Facebook. Uh, please, we, we encourage you to do so. And uh, Kyle, anything uh, you'd like to end the show with? No, just uh, see you next week. All right, folks. Take care, and we'll see you next week. The theme song for Two Bowls in a China Shop is The Vendetta by Jeff Speed 68 used with the Creative Commons license. All opinions, thoughts, and commentaries expressed in Two Bowls in a China Shop are those of the hosts and not of any company whatsoever. If you are trading on this advice and you lose money, Two Bowls in a China Shop is not liable. However, if you do make money off of your trades based on this program, we would appreciate a cut of the profit.